Hello everyone, just wanted to talk to you guys about the Lomachenko Linares fight. Well, as you guys saw, Lomachenko is just a machine, bro. He is just a knockout specialist. He is like a Chavez type of boxer who treats everything like a tree. Starts rumbling from the bottom, hits the head, hits the body. At times, you can see Linares totally confused where he will cover his face, he'll get hit in the body. He'll cover his body, he'll get hit in the face. And then he'll cover one hand of the body, one of the face, and then he'll get hit with an uppercut or a left hook. Lomachenko is just too much for this guy. And I think he's pretty much too much for anybody they throw in front of him right now. Uh, I believe that Lomachenko is just one of the best boxers there is right now. And um, just wanted to share that on my podcast, uh, Toxic uh, Tease. And welcome. Uh, should be talking about more fights soon. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, Golubkin-Avanis fight. That was also a chump fight right there. That was just a fill-in fight for um, for Triple G. Easy knockout, second round. Uh, Vanis looked good in the first round, but got a little too confident and opened up a little too too early and uh, underestimated Golubkin's power. And basically, uh, Triple G uh, just basically just took care of business like he was supposed to. And uh, in good fashion, the fight that I'm looking forward to is I would love to see um, Pacquiao Matisse coming up. That's going to be an interesting fight. Uh, I think Pacquiao is a little on the older side, uh, but uh, Matisse is coming back. He wants to make a comeback. So I'm going to choose Matisse on that fight, but um, should be a very, very good fight for that for that matchup right there. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast and enjoy it. And welcome to Tea Toxic Teas uh, podcast. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Toxic Channel. Just wanted to uh, touch up on uh, something I woke up to this morning, which was uh, uh, the school shooting in Texas. I believe we're having too many of these and something needs to be done. And uh, I believe that also as parents, we need to start being more responsible in regards to our weapons. Um, I mean, you obviously know that if you're a parent and you're buying a gun or any uh, gun owner uh, who buys a gun should be responsible enough to lock it up. I mean... You buy you buy the weapon for protection. I mean, don't you think that other people's kids need protection as well, as long as as well as yours? So, lock it up. I mean, you know, too many. There's too many of these incidents are happening, and too many times you hear the same story over and over. Where, oh, he got it from his parents. You know, uh, what are the parents doing? Where 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 is their responsibility? Why is it that we're blaming the kids for everything? You know, I think as parents, we should uh, take uh, uh, control of these things and and, uh, and be responsible. And at the same time, we also have to know what our kids are doing. I mean, I understand that we go to work and, you know, work takes up our time and, you know, we're not at home all the time. But, hey, man, we have technology. You know what I mean? We, we can use the cell phone and text them. You know, if you, if you can't have the, if you don't have the time to sit down and talk to your kid, I mean, it, then text them. But we need to know what's in their minds. We need to know what's in their heads. 
What are they thinking? What are they doing? What are they looking in the internet? What are they searching for on the internet? We need to put restrictions on their on their browsers and stuff like that because too many times you hear these these stories and and, and honestly I, I think that us changing the gun laws is just not gonna it's not gonna change anything. I mean we had these rules since as far as I was a kid, you know, you know, everyone has a right to bear arms. You know, I'm not a gun owner, but I wouldn't want that right to be taken away from me. Why? Because I may want to own a gun in the future. And I don't think that taking the guns away is really going to solve this situation. I think what's going to solve this situation is us talking to our kids and trying to understand what's in their minds, you know. I mean, too many times I hear these these uh, excuses of, uh, oh, I was being bullied. Well, you know what? That's just life, you know. I mean, I, I understand... You know, I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and, and things were just as bad. You know, I, in the sixth grade, you know, people used to get trashed, throw, thrown in the trash can. They used to call them scrubs. Or you used to walk into the restroom and people used to jump you. Uh, you'd be going home from school and people used to just come up to you and just beat you up, you know, in a crowd or whatever. You know what I mean? And we learned to defend ourselves. We learned to stand up for ourselves. We, we learned to walk with other people. We learned how to survive in, in different ways. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, a lot of the times, as, as these kids, the millennials nowadays, they think that by killing other people that that's going to solve their problem, you know? And, and we realize that it's not, you know? You need to understand that problems come, come all the time. Things happen. I mean, 80% of the things that probably happen to us are supposed to happen to us. But it's how we deal with them that, that really counts, you know what I mean? Um... A lot of the, a lot of the times, uh, you know, people are like, oh, they don't like me, or, or you know, this, dude, you, you gotta, you gotta understand one thing that, that that's the way the world is. We need to understand how the world is. Not everybody's gonna like you. Not everybody wants to be your friend. Not everybody will respect certain things. You know, and there, there's always the few that are there that are bad, and, and they're, you know, they're, they're, the, they're the bullies that you guys call them. I mean, the millennials call them bullies. I don't know what to call it because honestly, I grew up in the era where things just happened, you know, and you dealt with them in certain ways and, and you learn how to solve problems. And nowadays, these kids, they don't know how to solve problems. You know, any little thing that happens to them right away, they want to go pick up a gun and, and shoot somebody. That's just not the way to go, guys. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I think that, you know, like I said earlier, I mean, changing the law is just not going to help. I mean, other solutions that we could look into will probably be like they said, you know, like put more um, metal detectors, uh, less doors on the on the school grounds, you know, less less exits. Uh, that's something that's a if iffy kind of situation because you could say, okay, let me let me uh, put only one or two entrances, right? Just to to so that way you won't have all these entrances and people can walk in and out of schools and stuff like that yes and no because what if there's a fire what if there's a, a catastrophe what if something serious other other things happen then there's no exits so i don't know think that that would necessarily fix the problem because that just could create another problem as well for something else i mean obviously though we have to come up with a solution somehow uh, me personally, I think that we should put uh, some military people in the in the school grounds, you know, or people that have been in the military and put them in there, you know, undercover, just walking around or, you know what I mean? Make use out of the military as well that we have 
you know, police officers that are, are well off or maybe retired cops or, or something like that. You know, you need a part-time job. You, you can throw a retired cop in there. You know, he wouldn't mind. You know, he's not necessarily patrolling uh, the streets anymore and risking his life like he was like or normal, like he would normally would. But he has a part-time job of taking care of uh, the safety of children and his life may be at risk, but he's more likely to detect something because he's been around and he knows the system, you know, so he knows what a suspicious person, a suspicious student could look like. And he could probably put a stop to certain things before they get out of hand. Now, you know, um, it's just my personal thought. I mean, to me, this is just way too many shootings. This is getting way out of hand. And we often blame the kids. But I think that us as parents uh, need to be more responsible with our stuff. I mean, like I said, if you're a gun owner, lock the thing up. Put it away. Put it somewhere where the kids can't get it. Where, you know, the kids can't. Only you're supposed to have the key. How is it the kids get the keys to these places or, or, or that they just open a drawer they can just pick it up? Why are you leaving these things unattended and, you know, with so much access to them, to them, you know, changing the, the gun law, that, that that's not going to work anything. That's not going to help in any way. I mean, man, we had these rules for so many years and, and nothing was ever, ever going like and headed in this direction. Now all of a sudden these uh, millennials come out and and, I, and and we're blaming the kids. It, it's us as parents that, that that are at fault at all this. You know what I mean? Talk to your kids. Sit down. Get to know them. You know, yes, we ha- we work hard. Yes, we got. But you know what? Sometimes you need to drop the 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 Instagram. You need to drop the the Facebook for a little while. Sit down and talk to the kid. You know, talk to them, get to know who the kids really are. That's what our parents did. Our parents talked to us. Our parents told us that, hey, how's your day going? You know, what do you think about this? Take their point of view on certain things so you could kind of get to know where their mind is at. You know, ask them questions. Ask them good questions. Ask them weird questions. Ask them any type of question that's going to lead you to understand what they're thinking and how they feel about certain things and how they would react to certain situations. So you can understand more or less what mindset the kid has. I mean, you don't need a psychologist to know all, know all this stuff. I mean, just, just be a parent. You know? Know what they're doing. Know what they're looking at. I mean, it, it's gonna, if it's going to save people's lives and your own children, because you don't know. You could be saving your own child's life. You know? Maybe he's going through something that you have no idea what it's about. Maybe he's going through a mental situation that you have no idea that he's going through. Maybe he has a health issue that you don't know about. Maybe uh, something's going on at school. And you know what I mean? And I mean, teach, you got to teach our kids to talk to defend themselves as well. You know what I mean? So he's getting bullied. Okay, guess what, son? You know what? There's there's a thing called saying, hey, you know what? You tell, you warn him once, you warn him twice, you warn the teacher. And after the third time, then it's your turn to do something about it. Don't pick up a gun. Just walk up to the kid and tell him, hey, stop. If you don't, there's going to be consequences and not the consequences of shooting them. The consequences of us as parents where our kid comes and says, okay, I already told the teacher. I already told him and he doesn't seem to stop. Then it's our job as a parent to go to school and ask to be talking to the other kid's parents so that the other kid's parents are also aware 
that the kid is doing something wrong and they should educate their kid on how to stop whatever it is that he's doing. But if we don't communicate as parents to each other, then how are we supposed to help our kids? This is just my personal thought on it. I would like to know what you guys think. Uh, you don't have to agree with me. It's okay. We all have our way of thinking. We all have uh, a way of being. I respect other people's opinion. And, and their knowledge is important. You know what I mean? There's different ways to get to the top of the mountain. To me, I just believe that we should have an open mind. And we should think about these things. And, and stop trying to make excuses for for uh for the kids that all oh, well it has a mental health issue maybe the kid doesn't have a mental health issue maybe it's just the fact that the kid is lonely and he wants to talk and us as parents are just not there for them you know and and our friends are obviously not going to listen you know so why blame the kids you know it's it, it's the parents us as parents we need to step up to the plate and wake up and, and stop uh depending that uh, on other people to to fix our kids, you know, you guys, I know you guys wouldn't like the government to be doing, taking over your kids, you know, and, and depriving them from things. So if you guys want the government not to step in to do these things, then, then it's time for you guys to take responsibility. You can't put everything on the government. You can't put everything on, 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 on all was well, these, we don't know what these kids are, or why they're thinking this way. No, yes, we do. Yes, we do. We need to sit down and talk to them. That's what they need, attention. You know, you let them play video games so that you can be on Facebook. You let them be on the tablet so that you can be on Instagram. You let them you let them do whatever the hell they want, just as long as they don't bug you from doing whatever it is that you're doing on your entertainment. That's not the way it is, man. I grew up in the 80s and 90s. We didn't have that. We didn't have the cell phones. We got introduced to the cell phones. I use a cell phone. I use Facebook. I use Instagram. But it's not about that. I'd rather talk to my kid than to be on Facebook and checking how many likes I have. Or how many people are following me on Instagram. It's not about that. I mean, this is just way out of hand. And we need to stop with, with uh, I want to change the gun laws, you know. We have the right to bear arms, you know. I'm not a gun owner, but I would think about getting a gun in the future and I wouldn't like that right to be taken away from me. My personal opinion, thank you for listening. This is the Toxic Cast. You're welcome to give your opinion and leave a comment. Uh, it's okay if you don't agree with me. I can respect that as well. Just give me your thoughts and uh, have a good day. Hello everyone, how are you guys doing today? Uh, today, I want to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Giants game coming up September the 9th. It's the first game of the regular season, and that would be the topic today. Uh, welcome to the Talk Chick channel. I hope you guys like what you hear. Uh, love to hear you guys' opinion. Uh... But I'm excited because, uh, first of all, I'm a Jaguar fan, and uh, Jalen Ramsey is just going at it, man. He is just as cocky as ever. He's, you know, he's also, we also know he's an all-pro, and he's he's one hell of a corner. 
and he could back it up. And this is why it's not just because the Jaguars is one of my it's my favorite team, but because this these what we're gonna see this weekend is gonna be a battle between the best corner and to me what I thought for a while a while already is uh Odell Beckham is, is, is an awesome receiver too. He's an all pro. He was hurt last year, but this year he's coming back. He got a little chip on his shoulder and something to prove. And this is just going to be one hell of a game. It's going to be a bomb game, man. It's going to be one of those games where you do not want to uh, miss any play in either offense or defense because it's just going to be, you know, they're going to be going at it, boy. And um, I was reading earlier today something about um, Jalen Ramsey not only uh, going after Beckham, but he's also going after Eli saying that, you know, it's not that Eli is good. It's just that Beckham is good. So they're a good, they're good together, but you know, Eli is just not, not as good. So, uh, that started up a little something trying to pick on Eli Manning and Eli Manning, uh, came back with his own, uh, little silently, uh, this. And, uh, when asked about Ramsey, he basically said, uh, who? And that to me was kind of funny, you know, like silently talking smack, like he doesn't know who he is. Of course, we all know he knows who he is. But, um, man, I'm excited, man. He has, Jalen Ramsey has certainly sparked some fireworks into this game. And he has uh, Beckham and Manning uh, staying after practice and, and doing, uh, you know, scenario drills and stuff because they want to get on point because they know that when they come uh, come the first game of the season on September the 9th, they, they got their hands full, man, because Ramsey talks a lot of talk. But, I mean, we all know that Ramsey could ball, man. I mean, he just... He's fast to the ball. He reads the quarterback well. I mean, just look at what he did to Roethlisberger. Five picks. You know, five interceptions last year. Just, boom, took him out twice. Not only did they beat him in the regular season, but he he almost made him retire. He almost made Roethlisberger retire because he felt so bad of his performance. And then on the playoffs, uh, Roethlisberger tried to, you know, prove a point. And, you know, we all know what happened there, you know. The defense won. You know, Ramsey ended up coming back. He picked him off again. He didn't get fired this time, but, you know, he, he had some. He had a pick. And um, Roethlisberger was just, you know, it was a good game. At the end, the Jaguars, took, you know, won that game and went on to the AFC Championship, which that's for a different time. But right now, we're, once again, you know, I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited about the Jaguars game. Um, you know, Jalen is... He has a plan. He He's just a man on a mission, man. You know, he wants to get back to the Super Bowl, and there's no better time than this year. So let's hope the Jaguars win and, um, you know, let the best man win because I know that battle between Beckham and uh, Elden Beckham and uh, Jalen Ramsey is going to be fireworks, man. Thank you for listening. Have a good time. Hello everyone, uh, welcome to the Toxic Channel. Uh, today's topic is about the fight. It's about the long-waiting uh, Golovkin-Canelo fight. Um, a lot of people say Golovkin won the first fight. <clears throat> I happen to see it the other way, but 
Well, that's a never-ending story because everybody knows how that goes. Everyone has their own point of view. So, <clears throat> without being uh, delayed any longer and further ado, let's get into this. Um, yeah, this uh, tonight, it's actually a few hours from now, it's going to be on. Uh, Golovkin uh, showed a lot of potential in the first fight. He has big power punches. He, you know, he moves forward. He attacks a lot. He doesn't really move around too much. He doesn't really have a lot of head, head movement with like a bob and weave, kind of like a wasting, you know, where he moves his waist from left to right or stuff like that. Not a lot of mobility there. Nevertheless, he's a power puncher. Uh, Canelo. Canelo is a more of a finesse fighter. He's more of a little speedster guy. He has power and speed, head movement as well, which I thought uh, he did very successfully on the first fight, even though he was on the ropes. To me, it looked like Golubkin never got a clean shot on him, so therefore, you know, I don't understand what the big fuzz was about, that he was on the ropes, never touched the guy. But um, I think his counterpunching is going to be important on this one. This time, I think he's going to be a little bit more... Um, explosive in regards to his combinations every time he makes a miss i think he's going to throw a little something here or there to make sure that people can see that he can actually you know damage him so i think he's going to be going a lot to the body more he's going to be i think he'll go to the body early and then <clears throat> towards the middle of the round like seven or eight he'll start head hunting a little bit as far as Golovkin goes Golovkin goes coming out like a bull He's going to come out, and this time he's going to try and slow Canelo down, try to cut his angles down, because on the first fight, he couldn't find the angles to him. Uh, but Golovkin, it's only going to it's only going to matter of be a matter of time, I should say, with regards to him doing that, because after a while, he's going to get tired of chasing him like that, and he's going to settle down to what he does, you know? And that's when it's going to get interesting, because 10, 10 rounds there's uh, likely somebody's going down. <clears throat> I'm hoping Canelo knocks out Golovkin. Uh, I'm sure everybody else feels another way. That's fine. Uh, but that's just my personal opinion. I just, I think Canelo could do it. And it's going to be an awesome fight. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoy the little uh, podcast. And let the best man win, but go team Canelo. Toxic podcast live coming at you hope you enjoyed it take care and enjoy the fight go canelo